Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Midwestern Goodbye, the only podcast that accurately recreates those late-night conversations you have with your friends, where you're getting ready to leave, but then your friend says, hey, would you rather have it so that you can never taste French food again, or would you rather never be able to fart in public? And you know what? You've never thought about. Would you miss Escargo? As always, I'm Alex, and I am joined by two subatomic particles that should never have met, uh, one of which is Dan. Hello. And the other which is some guy who keeps copying me, Alex. Hey, just because you were born first and did everything before me doesn't mean I'm copying you. Not only was I born first, I was born better, bitch. (laughs) All right, that's that's quite the statement. That's right, that's right. We starting this off hot. Speaking of which, what are we talking about today? Um, well, there was a, a, a woman who came to my job today and was pounding on doors and called the police. Mm. That was uh, definitely interesting. So I work at a, a high school and, you know, it's summer break. There's hardly anybody in the building. Plus, there's a crap ton of construction going on. So there's a lot of construction guys in there and not too many other people. IT is basically the only department that's there throughout the summer. So just sitting there doing absolutely nothing because the entire school's torn apart. There's nothing for us to really do. And it was, yeah, today was the last day for students to be able to register for the next semester. And this woman, I guess, had forgotten to register her child for school. So she comes up to the, uh, up to the school, starts beating on the door, And somebody from my department just happened to be, you know, downstairs. They let her know that, you know, school's closed. Can't really let you in here. Plus, even if we did, there's no one here to help you out, seeing as all how all the registrars, they're they're not at the school. So this woman did the very rational and sane thing of, I'm going to call the police because you are discriminating against me. (laughs) Don't. Don't don't really know where the, the the logic leap for that one is, but it it sure happened. So the police showed up. This woman like whips out her phone. I would love to get this footage too, because she was recording my coworker and you know the the police and the entire altercation, saying how we were discriminating and and you know all all that jazz. Only for the police to basically tell her, "There's nothing we can do. Why did you call? Leave." Oh, I mean, I've I've seen similar scenarios like that play out millions of times i mean because i also used i used to work at a school oh my god do parents think that they're always like well no you have to do exactly what i say when i say it because and it's like you have no authority here (laughs) yeah right it's it's like the customer's always right mentality it's like oh my i mean fuck the customer they never (laughs) have they're, they're always wrong they never deserve any sort of leeway at all Fuck them. Damn. What a terrible mentality. I threw a woman out, was it three days ago? The whole fucking Mega Millions thing is going on. And so I had like a bunch of people in the store buying tickets. I mean, I sold like five, $5,000 more in tickets that day than I did any other day. Holy like, it was shit. crazy. I like so much. It doesn't matter. She comes in, she gets little play slips, and she's like, Standing to the left of the count or the left of like my register, like using a little counter to fill out her tickets. And then she moves to the right of the register. 
And then she moves right in front of the register, still filling out. And, and each time I'm like, ma'am, you have to move. Ma'am, you have to move. I have customers. And then she's getting pissed off. And she's like, well, where do you want me to stand? And I point to the empty register with a full counter space, like four feet long, with nothing on it. Right there. And then she gets pissed off at me. And she's like, well, I was next. I'm like, you're not done. And I'm not waiting. You either listen to me or leave. And she had the biggest hissy fit. And I literally looked at her. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my store. Yeah. That, that is like, the proper thing to do in that situation. She does the white lady thing, and, and I'm like, no, leave or I'm calling the cops. I'm like, I don't care. I will make sure to press charges. Because I'm like, you are trespassing on private property. Yeah, once you're asked to leave, like, that's it. You gotta go. Oh my I don't know. I agree and with that lady. She looked at me like, oh my god, how do you not agree with me? And I'm just like, I have 15 other people standing here, and I need to get them all the fuck out of my store, because I don't like them here. Look. It's like, oh my god. Look, that lady was trying to gamble, okay? Um, she was willfully throwing away her money on something that's never going to benefit her in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and you stopped her. Like, yeah. you're... You're a public store, Dan, okay? You are on public property, which means that she is allowed to do no, no, whatever no. she wants private as a freedom property. of speech. No, 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 no. See, it's not private because she's allowed to go there publicly, like, any time that she wants, so it's public. That's it's not government-owned property, though. That's an argument that's been made and has been successfully upheld by many Karens across the United States of America. <laughs> I mean... So... I mean, first off, you know, like, honestly, if you called the cops, you'd probably be in jail right now, Dan. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to hold you. I'm, I'm be in jail I'm, right now. I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, the, um, nope, I almost said where I worked. <laughs> the, yeah, the, cops, the cops there, unless they shot me, they could not arrest me. Oh, my God, could they not? <laughs> like, they are not in any way, shape, or form, like, fit or strong or even, like, want to do their job. Like, oh my god, mm. they couldn't stop me. <laughs> Unless they shot off. me, oh my god, I'd be not, I'd not be getting in that cop car. <laughs> and they would have. Oh, 100%. They, they, I, I mean, I would shoot me if I was resisting. <laughs> oh my god. It, um, mm, I hate old people. It, she was an old lady. Uh, but I hate old people. They're the worst customer. They're the most entitled. It's the, it's the boomers. Yeah, not to say that every old person is terrible. Some of them are just fantastic and the nicest people in the world. But a good portion of them are just fucking awful. Like I respect, I respect old people. They're the I foundation don't. of our society. You like, know, when we grind them into dust and then we build our next layer of, you know, uh, overworked, underprivileged people, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that layer. You know, My least favorite thing that I hear that, like, I, oh my god, my mother tells me this, I've heard co-workers say this, leave them alone, they're an old person, they, they've been through enough, and I'm like, they've been through so much that they should know better, there's yeah, no they, excuse. Just because they're old doesn't mean they can treat other people like garbage, that's not okay. Yeah, you should know better, yeah, you also, don't have um, an excuse. Unless she was 100, what has she been through? Oh yeah, like, no one, I mean, some of so, these people could have been in wars or at least oh i had a hard life but still the, don't care <laughs> the the old woman 
She was an old Oh, no, she didn't do shit. I'm just saying, in general, like an old person, like, you could have gone through some real shit. Still not an excuse. I mean, like, legitimately, you have to be, like, what, like, 70 or 80 to have been, like, serving age during World War II? No, no, you, you uh, World be dead. War II, you're basically dead now. No, everyone that's alive now you're... were babies during World War II, because mm-hmm. that was 80 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like, so there would be some people... I mean, there was literally that one dude... Yeah, unless uh, you were 100, uh, you, you couldn't have served. There's very few World War II vets left. It's probably in are, the, the low thousands. Most of them are Korea and Vietnam and the Gulf War or whatever the one... Yeah. Desert Storm, stuff like Desert that. Desert Storm, yeah. yeah. How long ago was Vietnam? 60s? 70s? Yeah, 60s, 70s, somewhere around there? Like, not that long ago? I feel like that's too far away, too. No, no, my parents were born in the 70s. They're only 50. My, my uncle served in Vietnam. Hmm, weird. Yeah, it, it feels like it is, but it's not, because it was 50 years ago. The Vietnam right? War was from 1955 to 1975, apparently. So there's absolutely still Vietnam vets alive. 70 years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see people walking around with Vietnam vets. No, wait, what? Wait, I mean, like, okay, so that was 50 years ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which, that's crazy to think about, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would mean that if they were at serving age, you know, you'd be talking 20. Yeah, 18 to 20. So you'd be at least, like, 70. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of 70 So again, I mean, like, yeah, but like Dan was the woman who walked into your store seventy years old. Probably most of them are literally in their like seventies to eighties. I, I work in a very old community. Ah, fair. To be fair, like most of the people who come in my store fit this criteria. Regardless, she didn't go through shit. No, it, she probably didn't go through anything. But even if she did, I don't care. It's not an excuse. Like I, I worked with I worked with a man when I used to work for Speedway. That was a um, a veteran uh, from Afghanistan. Got shot in the fucking face and is in pain all the time. Super nice guy. <laughs> like he doesn't use it as an excuse. He totally fucking could, <laughs> but he doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, usually near death experiences are something that either turn you into a very spiteful and angry human being or a very humble and grateful to be alive human being. So it's glad to hear that he's, you know, the the latter and not the former. Oh, I mean, he's got his own fucked up shit. Like, he doesn't leave his house without a gun. He won't go anywhere without a gun. He won't go to places that don't let him have a gun. And I understand why he's fucked up. And according to him, the VA does not help under any circumstances. So I've heard that, actually. So, I mean, that's not surprising. Yeah, he's I've talked. I mean, I've worked with that guy for two years. We've talked countless times and he's just like i've tried to go to therapy or to talk to a psychiatrist or anything and it's like it doesn't help and he's like i can't go to uh like you know like the the meetings that people in the military have like their little like a and a or groups Mm -hmm. because he's like it doesn't help me all it does is make me more paranoid because it's people talking about what they went through and he's like and it just makes me feel more paranoid i'm like i could totally understand that Being oh, yeah. traumatized and then hearing other terrible things probably doesn't help you. Mm. At least it doesn't help him. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> and I'm like, it sucks. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't ever feel like he was going to shoot up a bunch of people because he had a gun on him. 
but you never know. That's that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Plus, I mean, where you worked, it's probably good that someone oh, had yeah. a gun because you I, got robbed how many times there? Oh god, three, four, four times while I was working. Right. Like I, I, I mean, I always loved working with him because he did his job. <laughs> And if I was if I ever needed to, I'd be like, "Hey, there's a customer we need to throw out." He would just be right there with me. <laughs> so you know, that's helpful. So I'm like, "Hey, it's fine. I'm big, and you know how to break people, so we got this." Yeah, there you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. What what shit things have happened to you, Alex? At work specifically. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex. Alex. <laughs> you you uh, talking about the the theft actually just reminded me of uh, at least twice in the last six months at the dealership that I used to work at. One of them happened when I was there, and then another one happened about two weeks after I left. Uh, people literally just came onto dealership property into both the service and the detail area where. People were actively working, and cars were being worked on and everything. Just got in the cars and drove away. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's happened multiple times throughout, you know, the you know, the long history of that dealership. But the fact that it happened twice, and I'm pretty sure it was by the same people within, you know, three or four months, it was definitely eye-opening, and I'm, I'm very glad to not work there anymore. See, I mean, my did thing they is... ever catch the people? And not that I'm aware of. Oh, wow. no, there's... there's... There's no way they were going to catch them because those people had those cars at a chop shop within five minutes. Absolutely. Like you would never catch. I mean, shit. We went to high school with people who did this shit. Mm-hmm. Like they were they were never going to catch those people. It's so easy we, to get rid of cars. Oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. So oh. my my sister's boyfriend, him, his brothers and a bunch of his friends used to do that. And all of them went to uh, Shepherd with us. Huh. Yeah, they used to do it all the time. One of his friends runs guns still runs guns rent run did that all throughout high school used to bring a truck full of guns to uh shepherd can't say that's surprising what yeah it's super easy there's no security there so yeah the security we had were two cook county police officers and three security guards that weren't yep. armed that was they it. Don't, yeah they didn't do shit so oh wow it was real easy to get away with shit Got, the only person really they caught is the only person they caught was a white kid with a fake gun in the library. Or that guy with the taser. Yeah. I almost I was on I almost what? killed that guy. What are these <laughs> stories? What? You didn't Why hear did about somebody... the taser guy? I didn't even hear about the fake gun guy. Oh, how did you not hear about that? I was on the honor or the AP side of the school, okay? We no, was I, deal... but I still we didn't it. we didn't deal with you, Chucklefuck. <laughs> you... Yeah. So that guy's in prison right now. That's nice. not surprising. Yep. Hey man, three hots in a cot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a yeah, that's not... a career. That's borderline a career path. It's like, ah <laughs> uh, yes, after high school, I plan to get a very consistent home. You know, maybe get a roommate, uh, three square meals a day, uh, maybe a little bit of light raping. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The the guy with the taser. He was in my uh, sister's class. They were in like an auto class or something. She had texted me about it, and I was on my way walking over there. 
<laughs> I was just okay, going to go in there and beat the shit out of the guy. <laughs> okay, but, like, what is the story? Like, what He happened? had a taser, and he was fucking yeah. around and tasing students. Yeah, he oh. was just, he was doing it as, as you know, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, fucking around kind of thing. He got expelled for that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. shit. What, what happens if he tases somebody with a weak heart, you know? They die, and he goes to jail for a long time. Yeah. Right, that's manslaughter. I mean, I mean, like, he's not a cop yet. I mean, he doesn't have qualified yeah. immunity. Yep. <laughs> I, I remember that night uh, watching TV because there was a newscast outside of Shepard. Mm-hmm. Like, was it ABC 7 or something? Something, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was walking down that hallway right there while that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Literally had no idea that ever happened. Yeah. And I think that one my that one happened my senior year, so you weren't there. You had graduated. Uh, yeah, that happened our senior year. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. What about the fake gun guy? I think that was our sophomore my sophomore year, mine and Alex's, so I think it was your junior year. Yeah. I, I, I was hanging out that. by the library when it happened. I would have been there for that. Mm-hmm. I know it also happened when my brother was there. I want to say it was his junior year, and they went in lockdown for like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. We I don't ah. remember even going into lockdown for that one, did we? I don't remember that at all. Any lockdown for it? I, I remember him just getting taken out by security yeah. and never seeing him again. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember any lockdown. So there was only one lockdown I remember. And I think it was over either fights or a bomb threat or some shit. And then oh, I just, used, you, it. And I just used it to go home. True. You guys remember whenever Dan and I were sophomores, so you would have been a junior, we had convinced the incoming freshmen that if there were a certain amount of fights in a week, yes. we would all get a week off of school. I remember that. Oh, that was that was a fantastic week. I want to say there was upwards of like 75, 80 fights in, in a five-day span there. Every passing period, you would just hear about it or see it. It was it was absolutely wild. It was like our own little fight club. Did you guys? Uh, um, you. Hold on. Um, fuck you guys if you're the ones who did that. Um, mm-hmm. Because it made it getting anywhere a nightmare. It was so fun, though. It, I, it was I not. Did, I can't say down, I did enjoy it. <laughs> walking down the hall during high school is already shit enough because kids apparently turn their fucking brains to slow mode because they're just like, I'll take two steps every four minutes. Well, yeah. that's why you just you don't want to go to class. them out of your way. Use like your that. superior size and strength to move them. Not everyone is yeah. as big as you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, that don't that doesn't work for most people. <laughs> never, I mean, it always worked for me. <laughs> I remember first day, like my senior year, there was freshmen literally blocking like the door I had to get through. I picked him up and moved him. It was so funny. He was so fucking scared. Yeah. He yeah, never I stood in front that. of that door again. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to get fucking places and you need to move. That kid either has a trust issue or he has a very strong fetish. I'm just like, oh my God. Ah, oh, ow, boob. Uh, have you guys? Did you guys ever partake or get um, pennies thrown at you uh, freshman year? Surprisingly, no. Yeah, no. I I remember hearing about it. I don't remember that really being a thing when we were in high school. I don't. I, got, I never did it to anyone either. I I did. Uh, I got. Of you did. Uh, yeah, I did. I I got pennies thrown at me, not by like random people, by people on the football team. So oh, I was okay. On the football team on freshman year. So like, of course. The sophomore juniors and seniors were gonna throw pennies at me. 
One guy just handed me a bag of pennies, so that was weird. Uh, <laughs> my senior year, I threw I, I threw pennies at my sister because she was a freshman. Oh, you got her. Yeah, I I brought like a literal bowl of pennies, and I just followed her around for like twenty minutes, just tossing <laughs> pennies at her <laughs> because I had nothing to do. Yeah, it was senior year. We weren't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. I enjoyed it. She didn't. She was very mad, <laughs> but she couldn't do anything because we were in school. <laughs> good times. Well, wrong. Sorry, go on. Something wrong with you. Yeah, I we have gone over this. I was a different guy. Uh well, I in know. High school. I know. I wouldn't throw pennies at people now. Thank goodness. <laughs> you would throw quarters now. You would you would not you would want to hurt them more. It depends on the person. Now now I'm more likely to just call the police on people and have them arrested than to beat them up. I I love how this story has changed. Dan has gone from bully to, you know, man uh, looking out his bay windows going, Fisher, I think those hoodlums are up to something. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I still I'm still very vocal and I will yell at full grown adults for being stupid. I'm just not going to beat people up anymore. Mostly because I'm over the age of 18 and I will go to prison. Yeah, you, know, you can't get away with that anymore. Yeah. Being big in prison don't mean shit when everyone's got shanks. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're big and have a shank. Hey, I mean, that's something. Oh my god. Just uh, probably last week at work. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, but a child, came, like, probably a 10-year-old came in and he was buying like some candy or some shit, and he decides to throw the $20 bill at me. And I sat there staring at him for like a solid 30 seconds. And he's like, I gave you the money. I'm like, I know. And I just kept staring at him until he picked it up and handed the money to me nicely. Yeah, that's what you, who the fuck raises their kids to do shit like this? It, it's the community. I mean, all the kids are like that because all of their parents are rich. Like everyone, like people fucking pull up in like Porsches and shit, like Man. good, like good cars. And I'm, they give their kids hundred dollar bills. To go to the fucking 7-Eleven. And I'm just like, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Like, I yell at these kids all the time. Like, literally constantly. At least twice a shift, I'll walk out to the front of the store and tell the kids to fuck off. Because they'll try to eat their snacks and shit right in front of the store. And then leave the garbage everywhere. Because I'm not cleaning up after kids. Yeah, no. You shouldn't have to clean up after anybody. Oh, I don't. I leave all the trash there. Or I kick it into the street. Because we have cleaners that come and pick it all up. Okay. Because I'm not doing it. It's not my job. Right. Like, oh my God. I've had, like, and people will ride their bikes. Like, the whole family will ride their bikes up to the 7-Eleven. I don't know why the fuck they do that. Do that. And then they'll drop all their bikes right in front of the fucking door. And then I have to yell at full-grown adults, move your damn bikes. Someone's going to get hurt. And I'm, I'm like... First off, it doesn't matter to me if someone gets hurt because everything outside of like outside the doors is owned by a private bin, private business. So if they get sued, they get sued. I don't give a shit. Wait, the the store doesn't own like the no. The we don't. We, the whole right the whole the whole strip is owned by one guy, and uh, everyone okay. in there rents. Gotcha. Okay. So Incredible. I don't really give a shit if something happens in the parking lot or on the sidewalk because it's not. At, I'm not at fault if someone gets hurt. It's not okay. my job. Still, I don't need some fucking 80-year-old lady trying to climb over a goddamn bike to fall and smash her head into the ground and die. 
So I'm just like, move your shit. And oh boy, do these adults be. I'm like, you can't talk to me that way. I'm like, I'll talk to you ever the fuck I want. You're in my store now, bitch. I, I have said that way more than I ever thought I would. <laughs> and I literally, I'll point at my fucking name tag, which has like my assistant manager on it. I'll be like, who the fuck is going to tell me no? <laughs> the so head like, manager. He's been there when I've done this. Yeah, but they don't know that. Oh, no, they've seen him. He's he, normally when we work together, he's standing not even two feet from me. And he has his man, like his store manager badge on. I'm like, who the fuck is going to tell me no? Because and I, more, on more than one occasion, he's, he's like, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's like, because first off, he doesn't give a shit about the customers either. Like he is on the same level, if not worse than me. <laughs> so oh, I'm like, terrifying. I'm like, you ain't I, I'm, I tell people all the time. You have no one to go to. You have no recourse because you call corporate. They don't give a shit. Call the store, I'm going to be the one that fucking picks up the phone. So it doesn't matter. Fair. You either listen to me or you don't shop here. There's no if ands, or buts about it. And, oh my. I mean, I love the look on people's faces when they realize that they can't do what they want. It's very funny. But also, I shouldn't have to do this in the first place. Right, these are like grown adults. You shouldn't have to, but I mean, like, money does strange things to people where it, for some reason, well, not for some reason, it's because they can basically do whatever they want with impunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, is that a problem? 100%, you bet your ass, Skippy. Um, You know, but like, at the same time, it's always nice to know that there are some locations where they'll just get told, you know, go fuck yourself. Oh, I I mean, yeah. Especially the people who are born into money. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have contributed nothing to... Like, here's the thing. There is at least something, not much, but something respectable about someone who literally clawed their way into fortune. You know? Even, even if it's someone who's absolutely evil. Like, literally is like, I made my millions killing turtles with pollution. Yeah. It's like, you're evil. Uh, if there is a hell, I mean, I guarantee you're going there. But hey, you got out of bed every morning and you said, you know what? I'm going to be the worst person I can be today. And there's some respectable about that. You know, that's initiative. That's drive. That's moxie. Yeah. Um, but the kids of those people who are like, my dad killed turtles. And it's like, so? <laughs> you got any pollution on you, kid? And if he's like, <laughs> no, it's like, I'm going to kick your ass. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. The the, on, the only customers that I like are people who who walk in and it's like they're clearly wearing their McDonald's uf, uniform or their Walgreens uniform, and they're the nicest, most polite people because they know what it's like to have asshole customers. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, those are my favorite people. It's it's always uh, surprising to me to the people who will actually treat. I mean, essentially anybody badly, but especially people who are forced to have to deal with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, y- you hear these stories online, right? Where it's just like, oh, um, you know, somebody at, I mean, especially Starbucks, like, you know, somebody at Starbucks, um, that one kid who got um, yelled at by some oh. crazy yep. ass woman. Mm-hmm. And then because of, which by the way, um, let's, let's, let's also change topics really quick. We're going to talk about this as soon as I'm done with my rant. Um, you know, GoFundMe, or not GoFundMe, uh, is it? 
What's the name of it? Are you talking about GoFundMe is a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good topic. Which which one am I thinking of? Is it GoFundMe? I think it's probably, GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah it's the one that everyone uses for health insurance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Very cool. I was about to say, I need yeah, context. Uh, that's You're just, just asking. That's an abomination, by the way. Yes, absolutely. And I, I absolutely love that even the creator of GoFundMe is like, this is horrible. I can't believe this. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's rich now, so good for him. But like, he absolutely is. But at least he's like, "Hey, Congress, get your fucking shit together!" Like, we we can't have people relying on my platform to make sure they don't die of disease. Uh, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. Uh, you yeah. know, stop eating avocado toast. You know that kind of shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, you know, it's like you hear these stories, right, of just people being absolutely mistreated. While they're trying to do their job, which doesn't pay enough, um, where they're probably already being mistreated by some boss who also doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, why would you add on to that? In what world are you like, oh, this person is literally trapped in front of me, unable to say anything back unless they want to be fired. So I'm just going to let all my problems out on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really? like. You couldn't just be like a decent person? No, because that takes effort. People like to take the path of least resistance, and usually they're so self-absorbed in what they're doing in their own lives, they don't consider other people that are doing tasks for them as human beings with their own lives and the Mm -hmm. fact that they are forced to be there and deal with their shit. To them, they just see them and they're like, oh, hey, you're this person, I'm handing you money, give me the thing that I told you to give me, or else we're going to have a fucking problem. Hey, faceless NPC, you do exactly as I tell you. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I still don't understand even that example, because in RPGs, I feel bad whenever it even gives me a fucking snarky option to the fucking shopkeeper. It's like, oh, what, you couldn't find my sword? And I'm like, oh, oh that's because you, that, like, you have mean. like morals and yeah. you have a conscience. Shit. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Look. NPCs are people, damn it. It oh. says it right there. <laughs> oh my god. It's so, non-player character, you know, but player, <laughs> I mean, that's like derivative of person. So character, I mean, that's oh my anyway. God. <laughs> like mm, on the topic of like uh people treating uh em- employees like subhuman or like shit. Like, I cannot understand for the life of me how managers do that to their own employees. Oh, like, God, I have no idea. Even, like, I am a very low-tier manager, like, on, like, the scale of actual power. But, like, oh, my God, am I so fucking uh, uh, nice to my employees. Like, the manager who works in the morning, she she doesn't like people to be on her phones. She doesn't want people uh, sitting. We have, like, stools in the back. She puts She locks them all up in the office. The first thing I do there... Every time I get there, as I go in the back, unlock the office, pull out all the stools, and I put them out front while she's still there. <laughs> and I'm just like, there you go, guys. And then, because I usually work with two to three people, and I'm like, all right, you, go take a break for an hour. Just because. And it's like, you've got... Just be nice to your employees. It, right. Well, we... the reason why is because for for whatever reason... They think that that type of behavior, it's what's going to get them noticed by upper management. Oh, it will. You know, it's like, 
oh, uh, you're keeping employees off of, you know, like on their feet all day. Um, you're treating them like shit. So, you know, they know exactly where they stand. It's like, I mean, good job. Well, you know, A plus. I could be fair. Sorry. You're good. No, I, I mean, the reality is, is like doing that. Yes, occasionally that's going to get you noticed. But mind you, first off, it has to make your store better in some way. It does. Like, it makes it worse. It makes people it, not want to work. Right. So, like, like here's the thing, right? The guy who, um, we'll just use the stools as, like, a shitty example. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you work at a store where you are supposed to sit down, right? Um, and they have to buy you certain types of chairs. But those chairs are expensive. Mm-hmm. So, instead, the manager says, oh, well, I'll buy similar chairs that are made worse for cheaper. So, I'll save the company oodles of money. You know, and they're still sitting. It's just less comfortable. And it's like, that might get you noticed. Again, terrible person, line reserved right at right to the entrance of hell. But like, mm-hmm. it'll get you noticed. It, but like, it, just being shitty to people? No, that doesn't get you noticed. Like, I, I know for a fact, like doing that, like old school style manager shit doesn't work because she had two weeks to cycle count the whole store with like the three people she works with in the morning, which... If you don't know, cycle counting just means verifying what your inventory says versus what you actually have. So if it says you have 230 fucking Cheez-Its and you actually have 170, you just change the number. That's what cycle counting is. She had like two weeks to do it. Only got two sections done. And in one day, me and the three people I had did the entire store. Got everything done. Because... They'll work hard for me when I ask them to because they know I don't, I'm not going to give them shit. Or if they want to take a break or if they need to make a phone call or just want to chill out instead of, you know, dying because the customers are aggravating the shit out of them. I'm cool with that. Because you're not yeah. a shitty boss. Yeah, because I know what it's like to have shitty bosses. And like, and I know she knows too. It's like, yeah. Oh my uh, the. <laughs> It's it's kind of terrible, like, the people who... It's essentially the people, you know, around the Vietnam time who were like, man, fuck the corporations, you know, I'm never gonna be a, you know, some some lackey in a suit. And then the people who end up becoming just lackeys in suits, or worse, part of the corporations, like, actively part. It's always the saddest stories. It's It's the heroes becoming the villain. And I'm always curious what the mentality is of those people where they went, like, what changed in their life? Money. At what, at what point? Yeah, but, like, at what point, you know? I mean, I'm not like, going to yes, deny. Of course if, it's money. If, like, I made a lot more money and they were just like, all you have to do is be an awful person, I'd be like, okay. Like, because I understand you should do the right thing no matter what or at least try to be nice. But money is that thing at the end of the day where it's like, I need it to survive. And if I can make myself more comfortable fiscally, I'm going to do that. Kind of to the detriment of other people. Right. But here's the thing, right? Again. You don't need to. Don't. (laughs) I understand. Like, uh, you know, talking about the guy, again, who like made his millions because he killed turtles by polluting. It's like, that's different, though. Like, you can do that and still be a good boss if that makes sense no no like, yeah there it's not like you have to be evil in practice and then evil personably like you can 
uh, I don't know, like, like Jeff I'm trying Bezos, to think of good examples. Jeff Bezos could be a good boss and still be an evil billionaire, mm-hmm. but you yeah. know, he's just not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, mind you, Jeff Bezos never has met probably any of the workers who oh, actually no. work for him. So oh, no way. Like, There's no way he has. Like he's not a he's not a boss at all. He's literally just the guy who is the public face of the company. And, and he's, he's not even really anymore. not even he's that anymore. It. Yeah. Yeah, he's old it. He's still on the board though, isn't he? Probably. He probably I, has I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He's on the it, board of the Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just um, it's high level bosses, especially, they have such a separation from the workers. They just don't understand what their job is anymore. And it's it's crazy. That's like, crazy I've, to me. I've had conversations with people from corporate, both at 7-Eleven and when I worked for Speedway, and they just do not understand what I do. Like, it's so far separated from what they how they work that they don't get it, especially when I'm... Like, I've, I had to talk uh, when at 7-Eleven because I... It was our, I think, regional manager? I don't know. She's very high up. Doesn't matter. I'm like, hey, can I get... um like standing mats in f- for my registers because they're not on my ordering list and I need them. And she's like, why would you need those? And I'm like, because people's feet hurt from standing in front of a register for an extended period of time. Right. And like, it didn't click with her how you would need those things. Cause she's never had to do it. I mean, yeah, the, and I'm just people, like, if they don't have to do it, it doesn't exist to them. Object permanence is a, a very hard thing for some people. And I, I was literally like, just, I, I need them. I'm like, I don't really, I'm like, I really don't know how to explain it better than that. <laughs> she's like, okay, if, I don't care. If I was in a position where, you know, I was in that level of power or whatever, and someone came and was like, I need this thing. I would say, okay, why do you need it? And if they're like, because of this, I'd be like, okay, you know better than yeah. me. That, but does it generate revenue for the business? If not, it is seen as an unnecessary cost and they're not going to go for it. I mean, I, I bet it does look, generate man. more revenue because some people would rather the employees be standing uh, out where they can see them when they walk in the store. That's stupid, by the way. I don't understand that. I didn't oh, understand that's that. That's actually a thing. Yeah, I don't get it either, but it's a thing. I if if I walked to a Seven Eleven register and some dude was laying on a cot and was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" and started checking out my things, I'd be like, "Good, man. How you doing?" Hey, I mean, comfortable. It, just, it depends on on the people. Like at Speedway. I could get away with a lot more of just being like cavalier about my work. Like I would literally sit on the countertops uh, during third shift just because and I'm well, like, yeah, I mean, it's third shift. Like, yeah, like who cares who is going to be there. Like, and then uh, every now and then a customer would come in and he'd be like, sup? And I'm like, how's it going? <laughs> and he'd go grab his shit and I'd still be sitting on the counter. Hell, I remember whenever you worked at Speedway, you would literally be on call with us while we're playing games and you're watching one of us streaming it so you can see what's going on. And just randomly, we would hear you talk to customers as you checked them out. Yeah. It, it, Sometimes he told them exactly what he was doing. He's like, hey, I'm on a phone call with my friends. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it, for the most part, they like Speedway, totally different clientele than 7-Eleven. They just don't give a shit. Well, the, the neighborhoods are also vastly different. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, most of the people I got at, at night, especially, were people who came from very far away to go back to Chicago for, because of their job. And mm. they just don't give a shit. They're just like, okay, I don't care. 
Just that I'm going to get whatever I wanted and then I'm leaving. That should just be the mentality for everything. Like, does it affect me personally? No? Okay, we're good. Mm -hmm. Obviously, some exceptions apply, but like, it, it's the same thing with any like issue that's happening anywhere in the world. You know, it's like, oh, you know, uh, gay people, what about them? And it's like, is a gay person going to like attack me for being straight? And it's like, no. And I'm like, then why do I care? <laughs> you're, you're a rational, logical thinking human being. Over half of the population, unfortunately, we're finding out isn't. So you can't apply the same logic that you're using for yourself to the general population because the general population is quite frankly fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Look, look, Cavone, I appreciate you trying to, you know, be like, you know, politically vague and all that, but let's just call them for what they are liberals. Yes. <laughs> okay. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and then to get more serious about this, literally, what are you doing? Like, come on, like, where are the protests? Where are the burn buildings? Like, what's happening? Let's go, people. I am not endorsing anybody to burn buildings. Uh, please don't burn buildings under what I say, unless, of course, you want to make me your leader, in which case, definitely say that I said it. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Fight Club? Yes. Okay. We can, we can just uh, start up uh, Project Mayhem real quick. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look, man, you know, just blow up some corporate buildings, you know, just make sure it's at night, make sure there aren't any people, uh, except for all the people who definitely were cleaning the building at the time. Those people are definitely dead. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. We just, we just don't talk about those. That's fine. You know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta blow up a bitch. Yeah, gotta, gotta, gotta reset everything back to the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Something definitely changed in the Fight Club universe after that. And in no way did the government use that as an opportunity to put even harsher, stricter controls on people so that they would have less personal freedoms. Yeah, um, Fight Club. I, I never, I never read the the. I, I assume you're referring to like the the comic that came out the last few years. No, I'm just talking about the fact that anytime something like that has happened anywhere in the world, it's usually never changed anything positive. It's only made the government less willing to give you personal freedoms yeah like you know i mean if you think about it um in the uk for example um what is it uh big brother or um the bbc or whatever not the bbc um cctv yeah cctv like yeah. that that's something that honest to god i'm surprised well america did try after 9-11 um luckily that was back you know when some people had you know I'm not going to say morals, because most likely it was just a bunch of corrupt politicians being like, I don't want you being able to see how corrupt I am. Yeah, right. They would finally get caught for all their shady dealings. Right. But like at the same time, it's like that was a response to basically what we're talking about, except that was only two buildings. Right. Not what, however many it was in Fight Club, like three or four. They got blown up at the same time. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Unfortunately, destruction is only going to make the government crack down harder. So in that situation, it I would be willing to bet that in the Fight Club universe, mind you, haven't seen the comics, haven't read the book, anything like that. Um, I would be willing to bet that afterwards the government and the media portrayed it as a terrorist attack. Um, the government started lobbying for, you know, like widespread, you know, camera surveillance or, you know, monitoring of uh, suspicious peoples, you know, without their consent. 
Uh, and they probably lost a lot of freedoms, like a lot of... Now, mind you, like, if you're going full revolutionary, you know, if this is, like, your message against the government, like, do what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, of course, they're gonna crack down, but you're also fighting them, so that's just their counter move. But otherwise, no, like, blowing up corporate buildings, it's not gonna help. Actually, not. I'm even going to bring up another example that I thought was really good. Um, so for those of you who have played uh, Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales, the PS4 slash, or no, just PS5 game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Miles Morales so, is only PS5. Yeah. Uh, spoilers if you haven't played it. But basically, the whole crux of the thing is that the bad guys in that are trying to blow up the corporate bad guys because the corporate bad guys are also evil. And during the final boss battle, the head of the evil corporation is literally... I actually don't know how he's talking to the characters. I assume on, like, a, a PA system or something. And he's like, hey, um, bad guy who's trying to blow up my building, go ahead. Like, do it, please. I will have my PR team turn this into such a windfall for us that it won't matter. Like, want to blow up my building? Go for it. Want to blow up this entire neighborhood? Awesome. I will literally turn this section of land into corporate city. Like, just a city run by our corporation. The PR will be so good. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's 100% what would happen. The yeah. corporations would use that as a, oh, you know, we were, we were attacked and woe is us and you should, you should definitely be on our side. Because, newsflash, <gasps> Most people don't like terrorists. <gasps> yeah. Wait, oh what? <laughs> Most people don't like terrorists? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, I know. I don't know what the conversation was, but all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you left. Yeah, my, I heard my dog fucking around in the kitchen, and she knocked the garbage can over with oh, a bunch of shit it. in it. Exactly. See? Throw the whole dog out, that's it. The, <laughs> the dog is the terrorist in this situation. It knocked <laughs> over the garbage can, or the building, and now Dan's gonna put harsher restrictions on the garbage can building dog. Sure, uh, that's what I did. That sure was a sentence. Never thought I would ever hear that in my life. Look, that's all I'm saying, right? It's like... I didn't just push up a mop at her, and then she ran away. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That's, that's retaliation. Yeah. The mop was is a, like Homeland Security. It was a show exactly. of force. It scared him off. <laughs> and Dan's ears are like the CCTV. That, mm -hmm. we, got, we got it all figured out. It was real life examples right here on the Midwestern Goodbye podcast. Examples of something. I still don't know what's going on, but <laughs> sure. We started talking about Fight Club and terrorists. The only way that you're going to be able to find out what happened is to go back and rewatch Midwestern Goodbye. And while you're at it, why don't you go and rewatch our other episodes as well? We've got a great one of um, what was the last one we did? It was like the marriage game or the marriage we were game. The newlywed game. Newlywed yeah. game. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the first episode, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't remember what happened either. So maybe yeah, I should go I back either. and watch it. It, too. it was. It was my. It, it was the sad episode, right? I kept like talking about people dying in my family. Oh yeah, it started out that we... way. I don't, I don't remember where it went from there, though. No, and then we talked about what makes a human a human. Yeah, right. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that. See, then, no. these are just some of the great conversations that you cannot remember by going and watching Midwestern Goodbye. <laughs> Maybe found wherever good. you listen to podcasts. 
Maybe if you're good enough, you can find the hidden episodes that haven't been released yet. <gasps> Hack into my computer and get the audio files. I uh, dare please you. Please do not. This is not a consent to hack into any of our computers. <laughs> uh, if you do it, legal action will be taken. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got a, we've got a spicy episode <laughs> that we haven't released yet. <laughs> yeah, we still gotta we still gotta edit that one. There's some things yeah. that I said that I was like, oh boy, <laughs> this may not play well. Yeah, I still have to listen to that one. I wasn't even a part of it. It 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 started as us going to play video games, and then we're like, we should record this conversation, and then started <laughs> recording it. <laughs> like, cause I think we were talking for like at least forty five minutes before then. We're like, fuck, we should recorded that. <laughs> I remember waking up at like two thirty that morning, and I'm just like. Why the fuck are these two on a call? And, and uh, I checked again at like 3 o'clock. You guys were still in there. And then I saw you summon the robot. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'll deal with this in the morning. Yeah. We were getting like really into a conversation. And then it became about a very touchy subject. Yeah, it became a very different conversation. Yeah. One day it'll be released. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll edit it. We'll see. When we scrape the bottom of the barrel, it'll come out. <laughs> and we're getting pretty close already in three episodes in yeah true 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 <laughs> turns out doing a podcast is difficult who would have thunk i mean it make you know what makes it easier using anchor.fm <laughs> <laughs> and right here ah. at the end Woo! Yeah, <laughs> oh my god oh my oh. god we're back Oh, that ad read. Oh, my God. Am I right, you guys? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Someone put a lot of effort into it. Not me, but somebody uh, did. Yeah. yeah. It, it, his name is definitely Alex. Which Alex? I, I'll never know. Once you can tell us apart by voice, you'll know. It's a mystery. <laughs> well, oh the, to God. bring the conversation back to where we started, just because you never got to tell us. Did you ever run into any crazies on your door-to-door your -door salesman thing? Uh... Not a salesman. Um, I help people with the net metering program. Okay, it involves uh, government-funded uh, solar. So uh, if uh, somebody knocks on your door, unless they're me, um, everybody else tell no. But if it's me and I'm on your door and I'm telling you about the net metering program, uh, you should listen to me because legitimately, it's a program designed to help people save money. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I run in, I run into crazies all the time because I. I go to the crazy. Right. It's it's not like a store where, you know, like there are some days where it's just like, oh, wow, you know, mm -hmm. the crazy people didn't come in. I actively go door to door. And when people answer their door, like I get the wide gambit of responses. You know, I've had people who have legitimately told me like, oh, you, you know, that solar doesn't work, right? <laughs> the sun's I've, not real. I've literally stopped and I've been like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, solar doesn't actually do anything. And I'm like, it produces energy. And he's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and and it's like, I, I can't argue with you because you're coming at such a place of like, what do you want me to do? Like, So for those people, I'm just like, okay, sir, you have a good day. You enjoy your electricity bills. <laughs> um, you know, and I've had people who, uh, I mean, just recently... Uh, turns out to be a very nice woman. Um, but I knocked on the door. You know, she opens it, maybe like a crack, you know, enough mm -hmm. to see who I am. And then immediately just went like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> slammed the door, like slammed <laughs> it hard enough that the house shook. And oh, I was my like, God. 
okay, wow. So I'm walking away because I'm like, well, that's that's not going to happen. And then she opens up the door as I'm leaving and she's like, did you ever think that, you know, maybe people have a right to, you know, their privacy and, you know, they don't want to be bothered? And I'm like, <laughs> I literally got to do like the, you know, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. I'm just like, <laughs> ma'am, I'm just following up on the net metering program. <laughs> and she's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, uh, and on the flip side, I've had the absolute worst of people, you know, um, I remember one guy, uh, we knocked on the door. I was actually with someone. Uh, I think she's actually, the person that I was with, she's the one who knocked on the door. And the guy who answered, I, I don't know if we caught him at a bad time. I mean, he also had a fucking cell tower in his backyard. Oh. And he said he owned, and I was like, oh, this dude's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no joke, like, he was like, why are you interrupting me? And then when we tried to explain to him, he just went on this fucking like swear word filled tirade of just you know like oh you fucks you know you're you're bothering me for this stupid shit and i'm like wow <laughs> okay people and realize I remember, they have to answer their door right i uh, that's yeah no they don't <laughs> you know and and i think in the middle of him talking i was just like hey dude uh you're clearly having a bad day so we're just gonna go <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you better leave, you know. Oh, and I'm just like, you have a good day, sir. You have a good one. And he's just getting angrier and angrier. And I'm like, mm, kisses. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then I, I, under- the, I understand. For the rest of the day, people... we were making fun of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> right. I mean, I understand where some people are coming from a little bit. Like, I don't like when people knock on my door. Mostly because... I don't, first off, I don't want to talk to some random person. I oh, straight up don't answer it. I always answer it because I want them off my property. Uh, it like, God, I was talking to a lady probably a year ago now who was like doing campaigning here in, uh, for like, I think the mayoral race or something. I don't know. She she like walked up and she's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, we're, I'm like trying to get people to sign up to come vote for this person. And I'm like, I don't care. And she's like, she's like, I know you. I, I work with your mom. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Get off my property. And she's <laughs> like, you don't have to be so rude. And then, and I'm like, yeah, I do. Get off. And then she tried to like leave a pamphlet on like my fucking door hinge thing. And I literally crumpled it up and threw it at her and told her to leave. Mostly because I don't do politics or religion. Don't come to my house for that bullshit. Like, if it was a person coming to like, hey, we're a new gas company. I wouldn't have thrown shit at them. But I don't do politics and religion at my house. You need to keep that shit away from me. I mean, look, I get it. Um, but what I will say is, at least for me, um, door knocking is hard. Like, oh, yeah. I, I am lucky enough to be able to do a job where I door knock and I actually help people at the end of the conversation. As long as they listen to me and, you know, say mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I can spare 15 minutes to listen to you talk about how you can save me money. Um, it's 15% or more on my car insurance. It's actually 20%. No, no, they're not paying us. (laughs) Don't talk about them. (laughs) Um, but no, I mean, it's legitimately a thing where there's a lot of, I mean, especially if she's just doing it of her own free will, but like when it's your job, like it's a very hard mental job. Like, oh yeah. So it is like, I understand, you know, that some people are just like, look, don't bother me. 
Um, I do, I do, however, agree with her that like you don't have to be rude about it, you know, because there are nice oh, yeah. ways to just say like I'm not interested, which is just, oh, yeah. hey, look, and and I've said this to people. I'm like, look, man, you know, there there's legitimately been people who have knocked on my door and talked to me about my job, <laughs> and mm. it's like, hey, man, um, just to let you know, I do this, um, so I'm gonna let you do your pitch. I'm just letting you know I'm probably not going to do it. You know, because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make sure I get the cut for doing it. Um, you know, and like, you know, some people would just be like, ah, hey, man, you know, I get it. Thanks. And they'll leave. Mm -hmm. And some people be like, oh, cool. Uh, hey, can I do my pitch for you so you can hear it and kind of let me know mm -hmm. how I sound? And it's oh, like, yeah. you know, those little moments, I know it doesn't seem like much. You know, I know it's much easier just to be like, hey, you know, uh, go fuck yourself. You don't have a real job, you know, that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. um, but legitimately just being like decently kind to them, just saying, oh, yeah. hey, I know your job's hard. Um, I'm just really not interested in what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, and they say, can I leave a pamphlet? Just say yes. Just literally be like, oh, yeah. yes, and have them hand it to you. And then you can crumble it up inside. Like, you don't oh, yeah. have to pay attention to it. But at least for me, and trust me, I know that they mm -hmm. can be annoying, you know, because everybody that I talk to is like, oh, is this about solar? Oh, you know, I've had 7,000 people knock on my door today about that. And I'm like, do you think it's for a reason there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, it depends on the people coming to my door. If it's for politics or religion, I'm not going to give you the time of day, no matter what. You need to get the fuck off my property. Like, I've talked to energy people tons or, like, people who work for, uh, like, home insurance companies that are like, hey, we just had a storm. Who's, like, your home insurance person? Maybe we can help you get, like, a new roof or whatever. And, like, I'll talk to them. You can give me your business card. Still never going to call you back. But I will not give politics or religious people coming to my house any not even the time of day you need to get the fuck off my property right now i mean because hey, that's fair if you're not they're gonna keep they're gonna stay there as long as possible and i'm not right. playing that game like yeah. the only people who i talk to are weirdly enough are mormons because i've had some great conversations with them you get mormons at your house i get the jehovah's mm -hmm. witnesses over here i used to get them in uh the other side of crestwood i don't get any over here Mm, no problem. You guys get uh, normal religions. I get the spaghetti flying monster. I would I'd rather listen to their pitch than oh. the Jehovah's Witness. They I don't come to my house anymore. I I think because I yelled at them, they don't come here anymore. Yep. I mean, shit. When I moved in I mean, here, like, the neighbors Jehovah's told me Witnesses. That they... I understand. I think it would be very hard to yell at a Mormon. They're just so damn nice. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't like the conversation. Was actually enjoyable. And like when it came time and I was just like, I'm not actually interested. They're like, thanks. Thanks for just hearing us out then. And then they left. And I'm like, oh, that was, that was fun. Like they were just like, here's what we, this is what our religion represents. If you wanted to learn more, you can come to this like community event. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'm not I mean, interested. Hey, you know, as, as someone who's kind of in the game, like more power to them. Cause like. I mean, it's religion. Like, it's literally not going to help you. It's, right, that is one it, of the hardest things you can pitch to a person. Yeah, it's like, it's not like, oh, hey, would you like to change your internet service provider? It's like, hey, would you like to change your religion? <laughs> would you like to change what idol you worship? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it's, it's hard for me to bite my tongue with 
with people, especially when it's like whatever you're trying to sell me or something, it's either a scam or something that I could have done already by myself. I mean, granted, I'm not the same as every other person. If I had the means, I would have fucking solar uh, solar power up on this place. I have no means to do that. Yeah, but you're doing it through me if you are. Yo, hundred like if I had if I owned my own place, I'd have solar power. Mo- just because it's better. Like 100%. both for you and the environment and I mean everything. yeah, like again, so just to be clear, depending on what state you live in, um the the net metering program is available to you, um, and it's gonna help you as long as you're working with a good, honest company. If you so if like, you use ComEd as a, as your service provider, they do it. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, do they? Um, yeah, they yeah, do it. Oh, Illinois okay. is actually currently covering, I believe, either 55 or 60% of the total cost of solar by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The government covers 26%, and then the rest of it is actually covered by private developers, so the actual solar companies. Okay. Like, like it's Illinois, not a bad idea. Illinois is... Illinois is actually one of the best states to get solar in, um, even compared to places like California. Mm-hmm. Just, just simply because, for whatever reason, Illinois has backed it so hard, funding-wise. I mean, it's not that surprising, because Illinois is oddly into, uh, like, v- like, clean energy. Like, we have a bunch mm-hmm. of nuclear power plants here. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. down south, absolutely. And like, I mean, in hindsight, we're such a small state too. We are not a small state. Like no, to have really multiple uh, no. nuclear power plants, because like normally, I I think of like larger states when I think of nuclear power plants. Get forty miles outside of the city limits of Chicago, you could say that you're in the middle of fucking Arkansas. There's nothing there, so of course we're gonna go and stick some nuclear power plants out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yeah, smart. like, I mean, let me be clear, like. In Illinois, the power is dirt cheap, you know, and for good reason, because it is so readily available mm-hmm. from so many different locations, especially nuclear. Like, yeah. mind you, like, I'm not shitting on nuclear. Nuclear is great. Like, if you still are afraid of Chernobyl's, um, go watch Chernobyl, the series. Like, it literally tells you what went wrong and how, you know, we've put countermeasures in place to prevent things like that happening. So... Like, stop being afraid of the boogeyman. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's just a coat in your closet. You're fine. Yep. Plus um, Fukushima too. That that one was because of the the tsunami, right? That's what caused that it, one to go yeah, super visible. Yeah, Earthquake and it wasn't even and a tsunami. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it wasn't even half as bad as uh, Chernobyl. Like Chernobyl was land that can still not be used. Tell that to the uh, Russians. Well, yeah, fun fact, the <laughs> Russians actually found that out because they started digging trenches, and they went down far enough that they actually reached the irradiated soil. Oh, great. Which fun, which fun fact, um, the only way that land becomes essentially viable again is over time, uh, the irradiated land literally kind of gets, whatever you want to call it, um, covered, essentially? Yeah, like new sediment lays on top. Exactly. Um, and it just gets buried like deeper and deeper and gets compressed until it's essentially not a problem anymore. And eventually even the radiation, you know, begins to mm-hmm. die off. Yeah. The um, half-life of, uh, what is it? Uranium or something is, is extremely long, but eventually it will just all dissipate. Oh, I mean, like you exactly. can, you can clean up irradiated land really easy. 
it, radiation doesn't fall deep into the soil, so all you got to do is take off the topsoil, and then you can start living there again. It's just cool. I got to take off topsoil, which is the top six inches of like a two hundred square mile area. And no exactly. way I want to go do that. Yeah, where are you going to put all that fucking dirt to begin with? That's all irradiated. Also, who's going to yeah. volunteer to go get cancer to dig up land? Uh, f- another fun fact: um, when America um, nuked um, uh, Hiroshima, I think. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Hiroshima, um, Nagasaki. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if it was both or if it was just one of them. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. The elderly people yep. of Japan actually uh, volunteered to do that. Because, realistically, um, the levels of radiation that they were dealing with there was not high enough that they would immediately feel the effects. Like, mm-hmm. acute radiation poisoning wouldn't have happened. And they were like, look, by the time those tumors start actually forming in me, I'll probably already be dead. Right. Yeah. Um, so to those old people, um, if you're still alive, um, I fucking salute you, because that's some real shit. To literally that, that's be metal like, as fuck. That, mm-hmm. That's... That's like that superhero sacrifice scene, you know, that everybody loves, especially me. Um, but even cooler, because you're like, cancer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I um, give yeah. props to that, because I probably wouldn't do that. Oh, I would. Like, if I was already going to die before... Oh, I just meant me, now. Why not? Okay, yeah, I mean, so I, if, I, well, yeah. if I knew I was going to die, I would. But yeah, right now, absolutely not. No, if yeah, I was a 70-year-old man, I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> that's a legitimate sacrifice. That's like... Oh yeah, hey, I'm gonna get cancer, like terrible, horrible cancer, and it could be anywhere. It could be in your brains, lungs, you know, whatever. Like if I'm an old, if I'm already old, I'm like I probably already have cancer, so I don't really care. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the Russian troops dug deep enough that they exposed the irradiated soil, um, and a lot of them were. And mind you, this is how bad Chernobyl was: is that they were starting to show symptoms of acute radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how, te- that's how radioactive it was. It was just, like, they were in there for trench warfare. I don't even think for very long. And they were like, no. hey, we're... They were in there for starting- a couple weeks. That's not a lot of time. <laughs> I agreed, but, yeah. Those with motherfuckers how- shot a missile at Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how can you be that dumb? I mean, I mean, the radiation pouring off of the land was noticeable from, uh, like, aerial uh, measurements. It's so stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, Chernobyl was a result of poor building. Like, they built it out of really terrible materials. Um, No safety codes were followed. Um, And that's what caused it to happen. And in terms of the earthquake and the tsunami that happened in Japan, like, that was what? Like a 9.0 earthquake? It was was a big one. Right. Like, hold on. I'm actually going to check. but yeah, I mean, eleven. Like, I want to say is when that one happened. Yeah, I think so. Because I think we were in high school when that happened. Let's see. Uh, yep. The yeah, it was literally a nine point zero to nine point one underseas uh, magnitude earthquake, and then followed by a tsunami. Yeah. Like, mind you, those are two of the worst things that can happen on planet Earth in terms of natural disasters. You also can't predict those. Well, I mean, you can. You can measure tectonic uh, tremors and kind of prepare. Um, and also, um, we should also talk about the fact that the fact that Japan itself was mostly fine, except for the nuclear facility, and that's because mm. it took the brunt of the tsunami, more or less. Yeah. Um, 
that's what happens when you actually build cities intelligently and to account for natural disasters. Texas. <laughs> I mean, shit. It, I mean, for all of the stuff that could happen or has happened because of nuclear energy, way more people die by fossil fuels and coal and all that shit. Like, oh, yeah. just extracting that shit from the earth kills the people who do it. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there are virtually no downsides to nuclear energy. Um, the only is the only thing, problem. Yeah, just the yeah. the runoff, and not even runoff. It's literally just the spent uh, uranium rods. And it's super easy. You put it in fucking concrete and bury it beneath the earth. No, um, you don't even you don't even have to do that. I mean, you can actually just put it in water, like. Water, water is one of the best dispersers, basically, oh, yeah. of uh, nuclear radiation, nuclear energy. Um, it's a uh, fun fact for those of you who uh, are currently reading and caught up on One Punch Man. Uh, the scene that you probably are thinking of, if you are caught up, you'll actually notice in the background that um, the fish have also died. That is actually how strong the radiation is in that moment, is that it is even penetrating the ocean. Um, so if you're wondering why, you know, some of the heroes, like, were affected and, you know, all that happened, um, that's how strong the radiation is, that not even the ocean could prevent the radiation from penetrating. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible idea, but it, it depends on how it's done. Like, they did that, I want to say, in the 70s where they would just put it in barrels and throw it into the ocean. But yeah. the problem was the currents pulled it up to, I think it was Jersey, <laughs> like the Jersey Shore. And then there were just barrels of floating fucking radiation. They yeah, actually they shot them with... Pouring uh, it out. They actually shot them uh, with fucking uh, fighter jets to get them to submerge back down. Great. <laughs> because they didn't want to send people out there. I'm trying to remember what they currently do with it now because I don't believe they... They put it underground. Yeah, I thought they well, just yeah, buried but it. They... I know that they bury it, but let's see. The only problem with putting it in the ocean is, is there's just... There's no, there's no way that it will stay where you put it. Yeah, eventually like, it'll end up back in, like, water that we're consuming or food or, you know, we're just completely eliminating certain marine life and that's going to cause giant food chain issues. Just pull at things anywhere they want to go. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. the water will erode away whatever container you're using. Right. I mean, shit. You accidentally put it in the fucking, uh, in the wrong part and it gets pulled to, like, fucking garbage island. And now we just have a huge fucking irradiated island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. Hey man, you know, I'm just saying having Godzilla would be kind of cool. Oh yeah, it'd be neat, but no, I'd, um, I would be down to watch King Kong versus Godzilla IRL. I mean, I'm, I mean, sure, it's not going to happen in, in where where we live. So sure, <laughs> yeah, it always okay. happens in Japan or in the most recent movie, China. Yeah, it can happen in Japan, China. You could hit the West Coast. Well, King Kong was in uh, New York City, climbing the Empire State Building. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's because Jack Black brought him back. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the uh, Peter Jackson uh, King Kong or that's Skull fine. Island or whatever. I have the fuck no it was plans called. to go to New York, so that's fine. I'll um, just stay. Yeah. So the used fuel rods are placed in canisters, which in turn are placed in tunnels and subsequently sealed with rocks and clay in an underground repository. Mm-hmm. So we bury it. Yeah. Well, I know. I, know I mean, for in Nevada yeah. for a long time. 
Now, mind you, nuclear is not the be-all, end-all, at least until we can figure out how to reduce or completely eliminate nuclear waste. But it's also much better than coal. Like, if your state is still using coal, um, y'all got a problem. Yeah. I mean, like, shit, if we could get uh, solar and wind and just water, like, water turbines, like, everywhere, we'd probably be fine. We probably wouldn't, I mean, we'd probably have enough energy for the United States. It's just people oh, no, aren't going to go for that. Are you <laughs> is kidding the problem. me? So, in terms of just raw needed power, you could take a relatively small portion of, like, the middle of the United States where nobody lives, just fill it ass to end with solar panels. Oh, and depending on what grade of solar panels you're using now, mind you for the people who are going to jump in the comment and say, "Uh, actually that's not feasible. (laughs) I'm not saying that you could do it, but that amount of space that I'm talking about, you know, admittedly we're talking probably thousands of miles, but they're not thousands, but like hundreds Mm -hmm. of miles, but that's enough energy to realistically power like, most major cities in the world. Oh, and I then know. Some. It just comes down to uh, power lines and like actually getting that power to where it needs to be. Which you know, yeah. maintenance not... on the panels too. Because I mean, if uh, you have that much, I mean, you're, well, you're going to have to have constant maintenance. See, Something's going to happen to some of them. But see, that would be easy, an easy fix because we don't have people fucking digging up uh, coal or manning mm-hmm. uh, fuel plants or like shipping gas all across the country. Like, yeah, it's it's actually funny because I guarantee you that the amount of money that the companies would save, like even the ones in oil's big pocket, the amount of money that they would probably save by, and I know this is going to sound weird, but removing jobs from having to collect resources, um, the actual conversion facilities, like <laughs> if you want a nice quarterly bonus, that's how you do it. You'd get to fire a shit ton of people and you'd get great PR because they'd be like, oh, they're helping save the planet. Uh, But they just don't care. People who are working those jobs that are going to lose those jobs are not going to see it that way. They're not going to say, oh, this is just progress. This is the way things are trending. They're going to be pissed that they now have to find a different job in something they're not anywhere near as skilled in, potentially. Mm, I mean, Uh, to to quote Lord Farquaad, that is a sacrifice. I am willing to make. <laughs> See, the thing is, we can easily rec- uh, like rectify that. Okay, cool. Our government doesn't have to pay all these uh, infrastructure costs and other costs that it used to have to pay. Oh, we save 30%? Okay, throw all that money into job training for all of these new people. Yeah, they won't. Done. <laughs> They're not gonna. That, that's a very nice thought. That's not gonna oh, it, happen. I know it won't happen, but it could. It, like, Look, I mean... There used to be coal mines everywhere, right? And then we found out that that's bad. And then those people who used to be coal miners lost their jobs. I'm sorry, but that's Mm -hmm. kind of the way of the world. Like, old jobs, especially in the energy industry, like, it just happens. I mean, this is why we need uh, universal income, because inevitably there will be a point in human history where most jobs are done by computers. Because you don't need people to do them. Most jobs can be done by computers now. People just don't want to admit it. Oh, I know. I just mean, like, my job is could completely be done by a computer. They're just nice cashiers in all fast food restaurants for the Mm -hmm. most part. Yeah, like, there doesn't need to be a physical person in in the store. It's just, there just is. 
for some reason. Like, that's why we need universal income. You need to be able to live without having a job because inevitably we're going to be so advanced where you don't need jobs. Like, truckers are going to probably be gone within our lifetime because automated vehicles are getting more and more advanced. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always going to be a technician in the car, but yeah, he's but... going to be a technician, not a truck driver. Yeah, what? like, it just won't matter. Like, fuck, um, but decide... mm-hmm. that sounds like communist talk. I mean, if, if we communism don't works... communism around these parts. If communism would work, I would love it. <laughs> it just communism doesn't... is a pipe dream in the average man's uh, pipe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> communism only works small scale. It does not work large scale, sadly. Communism yeah, works for exactly cults. one person, and that's the like person cults. in charge. Oh, I was thinking more like old time well, no, villages mean, and tribes, but yeah. <laughs> in actual communism there wouldn't be a person in charge. So yeah. the moment that there's a person in charge, it's not communism anymore. Yep. So. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, which fun fact, I mean, like, just so everybody knows, uh, in case you're a, a red-blooded American or apparently also a red-blooded Canadian? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Canadian? it's weird how we're infecting Canadian culture that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, All that communism is is where the workers also basically have ownership of the businesses and things like that so they also get a say in what happens like communism is not this scary thing which your politicians have tricked you into thinking is scary so that they could have someone to fight or in other words spend your money on it's somewhat what what we think democracy actually is but isn't you know how like people think everyone has a voice i mean you don't in democracy but you do in actual communism no, right. in a true I mean, democracy, every single person's voice carries an equal weight. Yep. Which is why we are what a, a democratic we are a republic rep- or we whatever. Are a democratic republic, exactly. Yeah, like we we're a don't... banana republic. <laughs> we're getting there. I mean, basically. Um, but yeah. Um, and also, if your new buzzword is socialist or socialism, um, I've got some bad news about you with the police, the fire department, EMTs, Social public schools, programs. public hospitals um welfare social security i mean and pretty much any other thing that you take advantage for or you indignantly yell my taxes pay for your salary so i'm your boss anything like that hate to tell you that might just be socialism unfortunately we're Mm -hmm. also out of time okay i guess so who wants (laughs) to do the uh who wants to do the clothes I vote Alex does the clothes. That's fine. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to episode three of the Midwestern Goodbye podcast. We sure did have a good time having these conversations, but it's really (laughs) about time that we uh, we get on out of here. So check us out. Ah, fuck. No, I, I, I lost it towards the end there. Vote in the upcoming midterms. (laughs) The future depends on it. Bye.